Good morning, good morning. Today, <clears throat> excuse me, today is Wednesday, April 13th. We have 2 Kings 8 through 11 and Psalm 103, and let's ask the Lord's blessing. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you bless us right now, that you give us wisdom and understanding. Lord, fill us with your spirit right now, Lord, as we read your word. 2 Kings chapter 8, Now Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Arise and depart with your household and sojourn wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it will come upon the land for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And at the end of the seven years, when the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, she went to appeal to the king for her house and her land. Now the king was talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me all the great things that Elisha has done. And while he was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, behold, the woman arose. The woman whose son had been restored to life appeared to the king for her house and her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, here is the woman, and here is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, Restore all that was hers, together with the produce of the fields from the day that she left the land until now. Now Elisha came to Damascus. Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, was sick, and when it was told him, the man of God has come here, the king said to Heziel, Take a present with you, and go meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord through him, saying, Shall I recover from this sickness? So Haziel went to meet him, and took a present with him, and all kinds of goods and goods of Damascus, forty camel, forty camel loads, when he came and stood before him, he said, Your son, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, has sent me to you, saying, Shall I recover from this sickness? And Elisha said to him, Go say to him, You shall certainly recover. But the Lord has shown me that he shall certainly die. And he has fixed his gaze and star stared at him until he was embarrassed. And the man of God wept. And Heziel said, why does my Lord weep? And he answered, Because I know the evil that you will do to the people of Israel. You will set on fire their fortresses, and you will kill their young men with the sword, and dash into pieces their little ones, and rip open their pregnant women. And Heziel said, What is your servant, who is but a dog, that he should do this great thing? Elisha answered, the Lord has shown me that you are to be king over Syria. And then he departed from Elisha and came to his master, who said to him, What did Elisha say to you? And he answered, He told me that you would certainly recover. But the next day he took the bedcloth and dipped it in water and spread it over his face until he died. And Heziel became king in his place. In the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, when Jehoshaphat was king of Judah, Jeho Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem, and he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done. For the daughter of Ahab was his wife, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord was not willing to destroy Judah for the sake of the, his David, for the sake of David his servant, since he promised to give a lamp to him and to his sons forever. 
In his days, Edom revolted from the rule of Judah to set up a king of their own. Then Jehoram passed over Zaar with his chariots and rose by night, and his chariots' commanders struck the Edomites who had surrounded him. But his army fled home, so Edom revolted from the rule of Judah to this day. Then Libna revolted at the same time. Now the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Joram slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Azahiah, his son, reigned in his place. In the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, Ahaziah, the son of Je- Je- the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah. Athaliah. She was the granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He also walked in the way of the house of Ahab and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord as the house of Ahab had done, for he was son-in-law to the house of Ahab. He went with Joram, the son of Ahab, to make war against Heziel, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram, and Joram returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds that the Syrians had given him at Ramah. When he fought against Heziel, king of Syria, and Ahiazah, Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram in the son of Ahab, Joram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was sick. Chapter nine. Then Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, "Tie up your garments, and take this flask of oil in your hand, and go to Ramoth Gilead. And when you arrive, look there for Jehu." the son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi, and go and have him rise from among his fellows and lead him in the inner chamber. Then take the flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I anoint you king over Israel. Then I open the door and flee. Do not linger. So the young man, the servant of the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. And when he came, behold, the commanders of the army were in council. And he said, I have word for you, O commander. And Jehu said, to which of us all? And he said to you, O commander. So he arose and went into the house. And the young man poured the oil on his head, saying to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anoint you king over the people of the Lord, over Israel, and you shall strike down the house of Ahab your master, so that I may avenge on Jezebel the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab every male, bond or free, in Israel. And I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah, and the dog shall eat Jezebel in the territory of Jezreel, and none shall bury her. Then he opened the door and fled. When Jehu came out to the servants of his master, they said to him, Is all well? Why did this mad fellow come to you? And he said to them, You know the fellow and his talk. And they said, That is not true. Tell us now. And he said, Thus so he spoke to me, saying, Thus shall the Lord, thus says the Lord, I anoint you king over Israel. Then in haste every man of them took his garment and put it under him 
on the bare steps, and they blew the trumpets and proclaimed, Jehu is king. This Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. Now Joram, with all Israel, had been on guard at Ramoth-Gilead against Heziel, king of Syria. But king of Joram had returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds that the Syrians had given him when he fought with Heziel, king of Syria. So Jehu said, Is this your decision? Then let no one slip out of the city and go and tell the news in Jezreel. Then Jehu mounted his chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram lay there. And Ahaziah, king of Judah, came down to visit Joram. Now the watchman was standing on the tower in Jezreel, and I And he saw the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman and send to meet them, and let him say, Is it peace? So a man on horseback went to meet him and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What do you have to do with peace? Turn around and ride behind me. And the watchman reported, saying, The messenger reached them, but he is not coming back. Then he sent out a second horseman who came to them and said, Thus Thus the king has said, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What do you have to do with peace? Turn around and ride behind me. Again the watchman reported, He reached them, but he is not coming back. And And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he drives furiously. Joram said, Make ready. And they made ready his chariot. Then Joram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, set out, each in his chariot, and went to meet Jehu, and, and met him at the property of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And when Joram saw Jehu, he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace can there be so long as the whorings and the sorceries of your mother Jezebel are so many? Then Joram reigned about and fled, saying to Ahaziah, Treachery, O Ahaziah, and... <clears throat> Jehu drew his bow with a full strength and shot Joram between the shoulders so that the arrow pierced his heart and he sank in his chariot. Jehu said to Bidkar, his his aide, take him up and throw him on the plot of ground belonging to Naboth, the Jezreelite. For remember when you and I rode side by side behind Ahab his father, how the Lord made this pronouncement against him, as surely as I saw yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, declares the Lord, I will repay you on this plot of ground. Now therefore take him up and throw him on the plot of ground in accordance with the word of the Lord. When Ahaziah, the king of Judah, saw this, he fled in the direction of Beth Hagen, And Jehu pursued him and said, Shoot him also. And they shot him in the chariot at the ascent of Gur, which is by Iblim. Iblim. And he fought and he fled to Megiddo and died there. His servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his tomb with his fathers in the city of David. In the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab, Ahaziah, Ahaziah began to reign over Judah. When Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out the window. And as Jehu and as Jehu entered the gate, she said, "Is it peace, you Zimri, murderer of your master?" And he lifted up his face to the window and said, "Who is on my side? Who?" 
Two or three eunuchs looked out at him. He said, throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses, and they trampled on her. Then he went in and ate and drank, and he said, See now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. But when they had went out to bury her, they found no more than her, no more of her than a skull and her feet and the palms of her hands. When they came back and told him, he said, This the word of this is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite in the territory of Jezreel. The dog shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as dung on the face of the field in the territory of Jezreel, so that no one can say, This is Jezebel. Chapter 10 now Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria, so Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, to the rulers of the city, to the elders, to the guardians of the sons of Ahab, saying, Now then, as soon as this letter comes to you, seeing your master's sons are with you, and there are with your cha you chariots and horses, fortified cities also, and weapons, select the best and fittest of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house." But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, the two kings could not stand before him. Now, then, can we stand? So who was over this palace, and he who was over the city, together with the elders and the guardians, sent to Jehu, saying, We are your servants, and we will do all that you tell us. We will not make any one king. Do whatever is good in your eyes. Then he wrote them a second letter, saying, If you are on my side, and if you are ready to obey me, take the heads of your master's sons and come to meet me at Jezreel tomorrow at this time. Now the king's sons, seventy persons, were with the great men of the city who were bringing them up. And as soon as the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered them, seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets and sent them to him at Jezreel. When the messenger came and told him they have brought the heads of the king's sons, he said, Lay them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until the morning. Then in the morning he went out and he stood and said to all the people, You are innocent. It was I who conspired against my master and killed him. But who struck down all these? Know then that there shall fall to the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which of the Lord spoke concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord has done what he said by his servant Elijah. So Jehu struck down all who remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, and his great men and his close friends and his priests, until he left none remaining. Then he sent out and went to Samaria. On the way, he went. <clears throat> on the way, when he was at Beth Echid, of the shepherds, Jehu met the relatives of Ahaziah, king of Judah, and said, "Who are you?" And they answered, "We are the relatives of Ahaziah." And we came down to visit the royal princes and the sons of the queen mother. He said, Take them alive. And they took them alive and slaughtered them in the pit of Beth Echid, forty-two persons, and he spared none of them. And when he departed from there, he met Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he greeted him and said to him, Is your heart true to my heart as mine is to yours? And Jehonadab answered, It is, Jehu said. If it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and Jehu took him up with him into the chariot, and he said, Come with me, 
and see my zeal for the Lord. So he had him ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he struck down all who remained to Ahab in Samaria, till he had wiped them out according to the word of the Lord that he spoke to Elijah. Then Jehu assembled all the people and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him much. Now, therefore, call to me the prophets of Baal, all his worshippers and all his priests. Let none be missing, for I have great sacrifice to offer Baal. Whoever is missing shall not live. But Jehu did it with cunning in order to destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu ordered, Sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal. So they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent throughout all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left who did not come. And they entered the house of Baal, and the sons of Baal, the house of Baal was filled from one end to the other. And he said to him who was in charge of the wardrobe, Bring out the vestments for the worshippers of Baal. So he brought out the all the brought out the vestments for them. Then Jehu went into the house of Baal with Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, and he said to the worshippers of Baal, Search and see that there is no servant of the Lord here among you, but only the worshippers of Baal. Then they went in and off to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed eighty men outside and said, The man who allows any of these whom I give into your hands to escape shall forfeit his life. So as soon as he made an end to the offering, offering, the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guard and to the officers, Go in and strike them down, let, n- let not a man escape. So when they put them to the sword, the guard and the officers cast them out and went into the inner rooms of the house of Baal. And they brought out the pillar that was in the house of Baal and burned it. And they demolished the pillar of Baal and demolished the house of Baal and made it a latrine to this day. Thus Jehu wiped out Baal from Israel, but Jehu did not turn aside from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin, that is, the golden calves that were in Bethel and in Dan. And the Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in carrying out what is right in my eyes, and have done to the house of Ahab, according to all that was in my heart, your sons of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu was not careful to walk in the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin. In those days, the Lord began to cut off parts of Israel. Haziel defeated them throughout the territory of Israel. From the Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites and the Manassites from Orior, Arior, which is by the valley of Arnon, that is Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu and all that he did and all his might, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Judah, Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria, and Jehoahaz, his son, reigned in his place. The time that Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was 28 years. Chapter 11. Now when Athaliah, Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal family. But Jehoahaz, Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, the sister of Ahaziah, took 
Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being put to death. And she put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Thus they hid from Athaliah so that he was not put to death. And he remained with her six years, hidden in the house of the Lord, while Athahilah reigned over the land. But in the seventh year, Jehoiada son sent and brought the captains of the Karites and of the guards and had them come to him in the house of the Lord. And he made a covenant with them and put them under oath in the house of the Lord. And he showed them the king's sons and he commanded them, this is the thing that you shall do. One third of you who those who come off duty of the Sabbath and guard the king's house, another third being at the gate at the gate sure, and a third at the gate behind the guards, shall guard this palace. And the two divisions of you which come on duty in force of the Sabbath and guard the house of the Lord on behalf of the king shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hand, and whoever approaches in the ranks is to be put to death, be the be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. The captains did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded, and they each brought his men who were to go off duty on the Sabbath with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest, and the priest gave to the captains the spears and the shields that had been kings that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord, and the guards stood every man with his weapons in his hand, from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar and the house on behalf of the king. And he brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise of the guard of the people, she went to the house of the Lord, to the people. And when she looked, there was a king standing by the pillar according to the custom, and the captains of the trumpeters beside the king, and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason, treason! Then Jehoiada, the priest, commanded the captains who were set over the army, Bring her out between the ranks and put her to death with the sword, anyone who fo- and put to death with the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest said, Let her not be put to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went through the horse's entrance to the king's house, and there she was put to death. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king of, and people, and they should be the king, that they should be the Lord's people, and also between the king and the people. Then all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars, his images, they broke in pieces, and they killed Matin, the priest of Baal, before the altar, before the altars. And the priest posted watchmen over the house of the Lord, and he took the captains, the Karites, the guards, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, marching through the gate of the guards to the king's house, and he took his seat on the throne of, of the kings. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athahilah had been put to death with the sword at the king's house. Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. Psalm 103 is titled, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. It's a psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul. 
and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who remedy, who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone. And its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of the word. Blessed, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his work, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Oh, Heavenly Father, we do bless you, Lord, in whatever way that is possible, Lord. We just ask that you would be blessed, Lord, and you are blessed, and We are blessed because of you, because of your blessing. It seems as though the greater blesses the lesser, Lord, so you you certainly bless us, obviously, Lord. You are so fantastic, so amazing, so incredible, Lord. Father, we just ask that you would accomplish your will on this earth, Lord, as it is in heaven, that you would do what you want to do, that you would accomplish your will, your desire, your heart, Lord, that you would work it out on this earth, that you would accomplish everything your your heart desires to accomplish, Lord, that you would make it happen. And Lord, I know you've given us a, a free will and there's just this balance between that free will and and your will, and your choice, and your choosing, Lord. And as you said when on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they do. They, we don't know, Lord. We don't have an, any idea, Father, how amazing you are. And those that don't know you, they, they don't know, Lord. Reveal yourself to them. 
show yourself to them, Lord. And We're not asking you to violate your this free will that you put in us, Lord, but uh, just draw people to yourself, Lord. Uh, we just ask that you would give them as much of you and your spirit, reveal yourself as much as possible, Lord, to help them to choose you, Lord, to help them to come to you, to come to know you, Lord. Lord, certainly you have that balance, you know, uh, between those things, Lord, and how you created and how all this works, this plan of redemption. And, uh, Lord, but help us to love you the way you love us, Lord. Help us to forgive the way you forgive us, Lord. Help us to bury our sinful natures, Lord. We know they've been they're dead and buried, Lord, but yet they're still uh, they still cry out to us from the grave, I guess, Lord. They still seem to have some sort of influence on us, Lord. And it doesn't seem like it should be that way. Your servant Paul, you tell us through your servant Paul that our spirit and our flesh are at war with one another, Lord. And we just ask that that, that would not would be a that the spirit would just take charge, Lord. That the flesh that would be a, a spirit it would be an overpowering war of the spirit against the flesh, Lord. It'd be so overpowering, it just wouldn't even be a fair fight, Lord, that you would just knock it into the dirt, Lord. Father, provide for us this day as you always do, and we know the inflation's going up, and the dollar doesn't go as far as it used to, and Lord, we just ask that you would... Uh, Just provide for us, as you always do. You've provided for us for our entire lives, Lord, thick and thin. And, uh, Lord, as uh, as uh, you trained your servant Paul to to be content when. To, to know how to live when in times of abundance and to know how to live in, in times of uh, when it was tight, when there was not abundance, Lord. And, and so, Lord, that's just what we ask, that you would just uh, uh, show us how to live, Lord, just live in and through us and, and, and in both times, Lord, in any situation, in every situation we would still, we would just live for you on whatever you supply, whatever resources you give us, Lord, that certainly it's enough. Your provision is always enough. Lord, and if we don't have it, then we know we don't need it, Lord. 
Lord, we just ask you to be with those that are uh, suffering and just going through difficult times and uh, just ask that you be with uh, Mark and Trish, Lynn and Pam, Lord, and Al and his back. And just for healing there, pain relief, Lord, that you would just, just lift him up to you. We lift up all, all, Lord, to you. And so many, we're all, everyone's going, goes through different difficult situations, Lord, and certainly you're growing us and training us and shaping us and molding us. And Lord, just help us to be compliant to that, Lord, to what you want to do in our lives. Lord, help us to just be as as soft clay in your hands, Lord, that we would be pliable and moldable and shapeable, Lord, into the people that you want us to be, Lord. And uh, Lord, just use these things in our lives to to do that, to mold us and shape us, and to that we would uh, we know that you are conforming us into your image, Lord. And certainly, that's sometimes it's going to be painful and difficult, Lord. But we know uh, the end result is going to be amazing. That it'll be well, well worth it, Lord. For us and for you and for everyone else, Lord, in the kingdom of heaven as we uh, live there with you for all eternity, Lord, certainly we want to be the people that you want us to be, Lord, and we want everyone else to be the people you want them to be because we're going to be living with them for all eternity, Lord. So do your will, Lord, mold us, shape us. Conform us into your image each and every day, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, have a great day.